You're listening to Share, Inspire, Repeat, where we explore uplifting, inspiring, and unique stories from around the planet. Things we're doing as human beings that you'll want to talk about that make us better people. A little dose of positivity in your day? Coming right up. And now for your host, AJ Mises. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Share, Inspire, Repeat. My name is AJ Mises. It's so great to have you back here with us today. I could not be more excited for the guests um, that we have today for two reasons. One, because they're awesome and they're on a mission to change the world. And two, because I personally used to work in solar technology. And um, so this kind of resonates with me personally as your host. Um, and uh, that the technology and the good um, that this technology is bringing into the world. Um, so today, I am so uh, pleased to have on the show two individuals from the company Empowered, which is on a mission to transform lives with thoughtfully designed clean technology. From concept to creation, every detail of the business is deliberate. And as a B Corporation or Benefit Corporation, Empowered sets the strict standards ensuring that its work enhances both society and the environment. I know that's a little bit ambiguous, but I want these folks to tell you a little bit more about what they do. So please welcome uh, John Salzinger and Seonga Jung, um, who are uh, members of the leadership team of Empowered. So John and, and Seonga, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having us. Hello. Awesome. Hello, hello. Um, so uh, Seonga, as the um, CEO and president, tell me what you guys do. So we make a line of inflatable solar lights called Lucy, and these lights come with different uh, functionality and modes, but what's really great about them is they can be used in almost any setting, from outdoor camping adventures to a backyard pool party. Um, These lights are great because they're inflatable and they're completely solar. Love it. Great pitch. Now tell me like, what was the reason that you like came up with these, um, the, the lights, right? Because I'm, sh- I'm sure that has a story. Well, sure. So the idea came about with need, uh, as most ideas do, hopefully, um, and solving problems. And so for us, we realized that 3 billion people around the planet live with no access or intermittent access at best to clean energy and light. And we also think of being off-grid as a positive, not a negative. So if your light goes out, mine doesn't, and vice versa. And we thought we could improve upon and aggregate technologies uh, to create. We have a patent portfolio of 35 patents, um, 15 SKUs, and growing. We have seven products coming out this year. Uh, But for us, the idea was to create something by which folks would be able to have the tools to build their own capacity have their own freedom and not rely on dirty forms of energy like kerosene or firewood burned in emerging markets in home without proper ventilation. Absolutely. That's great. Um, so, uh, what, 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 what have you seen in the market in terms of like the adoption of, of these types of energy sources or I guess these types of lights and where, what specific use cases are you seeing as being most predominant? So just overall, our lights are made for everyone, every human being, uh, no matter where you live, Uh, No matter what your economic status, we come in at a reasonable price point, even for the um, most underserved communities in the world. Um, But our lights are used um, in the developed world, too. So we have a ton of sort of anecdotal stories 
uh, really heartwarming stories. Uh, the other day we had an article um, uh, written to us from an elderly gentleman who was off the east coast of the US, um, stranded in his boat and was literally having heart trouble. And the Coast Guard was looking for him, they couldn't find him. And so he lined up his Lucy lights around the boat and they found him. And he wrote us this note because, wow, um, you know, he felt like his life was saved because of the fact that he had lights that were charged, his phone was down. Um, we should pay the Coast Guard. That's a footnote. <laughs> Relative. Yeah, send him a bill. Um, that no, that's incredible. That's that's amazing, and I'm sure that that you're you're chocked full of stories. I think you know. I mentioned at the beginning of the show. Um, I used to work in solar. I won't mention the name of the company just because we try to remain unbiased here. But I used to work in solar energy. Um, and, uh, it was the reason, the reason I enjoyed working in solar so much was because one, I believe that we were doing something good for the world, um, in that we were, you know, reducing carbon emissions. We were making sure that the future generations of ours had, um, a, a planet to look forward to. Um, and, and we were putting to bed a dirty form of energy. We were burning stuff up to create energy which just, it does not make sense to me. Um, and, and solar energy was a way to get, get by that and to cut out many, many, um, steps in the process. So, um, I, I would imagine also that your lights also do good, um, in other places besides the U S especially in places where people don't have access to electricity or, or at least reliable energy, um, on a regular basis. Do you have any stories of, of how your, your product or, or lights have helped shaped, um, the, the uh, use of electricity in, in those areas? Absolutely. So we actually have many stories, um, from emerging markets and, uh, I'll share one with you very quickly. So, uh, there is a community called the Maasai in Kenya and a group of women entrepreneurs actually started to use our lights not only to help those in their communities use solar energy instead of dirty forms of um, lighting such as kerosene and firewood, but also for economic empowerment. Now, what was really interesting was that um, you know, not only were they, again, helping those in their community obtain uh, better health benefits, but also because they became so empowered due to the money they were um, earning by distributing our lights, they were actually able to go to the village elders. And at the time, the uh, young women in the community were undergoing a genital cutting ceremony, and the women in the community were able to convince the village elders to switch to a uh, more beneficial milk ceremony. Um, so because mm. of this substantial change in women's health, as well as their empowerment, um, Empowered was very lucky to win uh, an award of recognition from the UN for their um, SDG of partnerships. Unbelievable. That's and how long ago was that? This was about two years ago. Amazing. And did did, did you, were you able to be there personally yes. for for yes. any of that? So uh, John and I received the world uh, the award, and um, we received it with our partner um, who was working with the Maasai Wilderness Conservation Trust. Unbelievable. A new course is the name of the organization. Awesome. That's great. Um, so, um, we could all be doing lots of different things with our lives. So I'd love to hear from maybe each of you about why this, 
what 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 about this is 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 uh, makes you passionate about what you do? Um, and I can start. I can just talk a little bit. I mean, really, for us, it's in the it's in the stories. Um, you spend a lot of your time, if not most of your time, working. Um, you might as well enjoy your work, but you might as well also do something that provides meaning to you personally. In this case, mm-hmm. providing assistance, um, meaning to others, uh, provides meaning to both Sangha and I and, and all of the staff that works here. We have an incredible staff of people that work here that are all driven by the mission. I was going to say that was one thing that I, I really enjoyed about working in solar too, was, was the people that work in this type of work are completely a thousand percent driven by the mission, which makes coming to work just that much more special. And I was used to tell people that, yes, we're, we're doing something that saves the world. We're doing something that's good for humankind. And when you, that tertiary component, which is the people makes, makes it a pretty powerful combination. Yeah. So I'm glad it's the same over there too. Yeah. The, the, and the other day we had a, a response. We worked with Amazon disaster relief and team Rubicon uh, in Indonesia uh, with the recent tsunami mm-hmm. and thousands of lights were deployed for those who really lost absolutely everything. And, you know, when you go home, no matter how hard you think your day was, um, it wasn't as hard as the people who were victimized by that, by that storm. And, and you leave realizing that you, you, you didn't save the world, but you definitely gave a little help to people that were sort of crushed by a natural disaster. And that Mm -hmm. in itself is, um, is motivating and, and, it drives me and I know Sangha. Awesome. Sangha, how did you how did you get involved and in, in why this for you? So I actually grew up in poverty and we didn't have running water or access to electricity. So I remember growing up with a kerosene lantern and I knew that I mm. always wanted to go into an area where I could give back to uh, communities. Um, I didn't quite know how to do so until I found Empowered. And um, it's been a true blessing to be here. And whenever I come across stories, especially where we've been able to affect the lives of children, it's very meaningful. Um, You know, along the way in my life, there were a few individuals that helped me, be they teachers or kind community members who kind of understood that, you know, as a family, we didn't have very much. Um, so whenever, you know, I see a photo or hear a story, um, you know, for instance, in uh, Nepal, we've been instrumental in providing lights to children as part of a group called the Kids of Kathmandu, where they build schools for children. Um, but the thing is, even with the schools, uh, many of the children don't have light to study or travel to and from the schools. So when we see these photos of the mm-hmm. children with their lights and their studying and you know that you know they have an opportunity for a brighter future um that's extremely meaningful literally literally, no pun intended (laughs) yes yes i can only imagine that's um that sounds great and i think you know today i ever increasingly so i think we're seeing a lot of um you know mission driven companies companies that just 
you know, aren't just creating a product for the sake of making a profit, but really are doing it to, to give back. And clearly that's an example here with, with your company. So, um, kudos to you. Um, and I guess, you know, talk to me, um, I, I work in human, human resources, um, uh, when I'm not hosting the show. So I think one of the things that I'm always curious about is, um, you know, what are the things that you look for in people who work uh, for your company? Because your mission is so special. I could start a little bit. I'd like to connect to Sangha's story, if you don't mind, really quickly. Um, first off, I would say that, as we said early on in this um, podcast, it, the idea is that we create technologies for everyone, right? So it's also really important to educate children in the United States. So we're working with the New York City Board of Ed, a local school right by us. We're in Dumbo, Brooklyn, the Dock Street School, a public school. Um, and we have these incredible STEM kits, which are basically deconstructed Lucy's that come on the curriculum and, and show kids exactly how solar works and how it's stored in a battery and, and why that's important yeah. for the next generation. Because I don't want the next generation to fail on the planet as miserably as mine has, right? And so the sun is so abundant. People just learn yeah. about it and realize even the economics of it, the ease of solar. Um, there's really no reason why we can't move to that next level. In terms of the people that we hire on my side of things, and Sangha has perspective on this, that's really important and crucial. On my side of things, it's it's people that are open, uh, people that are progressive, people that are not only driven by um, moral imperatives, by, by what is possible, what makes sense, and what's sustainable, even economically. Um, so putting that all together, mm-hmm. people that are sort of well-resolved and and working hard. I know you work hard. You work hard. You have more than one job, obviously. Um, <laughs> but it, it's essential to realize that you should be a good person. That's number one, two, and three. But maybe number four is, so how do I, how am I a good person and pay the rent? And do I think that out? And do I look at, do I look at challenges as opportunities? Yes. And, you know, we, we look for some really hard working people that want to feel good, but work to feel good. But I'm sure some yes. guys much more perspective on our hiring processes. Um, So to add to what John has shared, you know, we also recognize that difference can lead to um, really incredible things in terms of potential contributions to our organization. You know, being in this field of work, uh, you really grow to understand that um, there are many people out there who are able to contribute. Sometimes they don't have the means, sometimes they're underserved. And um, I just wanted to give one quick example. We've started working um, with a couple of local groups here and uh, we're recently um, part of the mayor's uh, Office of Disabilities um, because as a small, small company, we have made it our mission to also reach out to those who Uh, may not be traditionally looked upon as employable. So uh, without going into too much detail, you know, we do look to really diversify our employees because by doing so, again, um, you know, we're able to tap into some of the skills that they have. And I actually have Mm -hmm. a a story that's sort of associated with that um, with respect to our lights. So, you know, sometimes uh, the use... Uh, sometimes our customers are the ones that really point out different uses of our lights. And uh, 
in Puerto Rico after Hurricane Maria. Uh, there was a group that came to us called Off the Grid Missions, and it's run by this Very incredible familiar. woman named Angela. Uh-huh. Right? And Angela is part of the Heart of Hearing community. She's an incredibly strong woman. She teaches self-defense to those uh, from the Heart of Hearing community. And she came to us and, um, you know, she partnered with us uh, in distributing lights in Puerto Rico. And she explained to us that when the power goes out um, for this community, it's not only that you know, there's no electricity, but there's also no way of communicating when mm-hmm. the sun goes down. Yep. There's no way of sharing with community members, you know, what the, the plan is, um, because a lot of the um, broadcasts are for those who don't have a hearing issue. So Angela went uh, there with a group of people, and one by one, she would search out those from the hard of hearing community to distribute our lights so that they could communicate after dark. And it's this kind of attention to um, difference and attention to um, you know what you can do in a community that's really important to us. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and it is so important. And I actually want to piggyback on that to share now my story of good that you guys may may or may not know about. Um, but it, it's related to the um, to Puerto Rico and Hurricane Maria. Um, so as you both probably know, and our listeners probably know, when the power goes out, generators typically kick on if there are generators available. And generators are powered by um, gasoline or, or diesel or, or what have you. Um, and so this is a story about a gentleman um, uh, from originally from New York, uh, but had um, uh, it was originated originally from Puerto Rico, and um, he realized that um, there was uh, he w- didn't hear from his sister for two days after Hurricane Maria, and it was because she had gotten sick from the fumes from all the generators that had kicked on after the hurricane. And so he realized he had no background in in solar energy, no background in electricity really at all, uh, but realized that he needed to do something. And of course, living here in the US, we had um, you know, more advanced technology than than Puerto Rico in terms of solar solar energy. So he built a solar um, energy or a solar grid uh, by his sister's house to test out, you know, could solar energy really be um, a, a saving grace for um, his sister and her family? And after trial and error, of course, he he ended up setting up a, a, a you know jerry rigged version of a solar energy system. But it ended up um, curing her of her asthma during her asthma attacks that she was having as a result of breathing in these fumes from the generators. And so he realized that he could do something to not only help his sister, but to help the entire town in, in uh, the city in which uh, his sister lived. So he, um, you know, learned from his mistakes and learned from the ways in which he built this solar grid from the first place. He contracted out to some companies who would send him uh, solar panels um, as a free of charge as a donation. And then he would provide the labor, teaching the people in the village how to build the solar systems, um, how to connect them uh, to the, the housing, how to make make sure that everything was safe and you know they, they ran conduit and the whole the whole nine yards um, but he ended up uh, solar uh, providing solar now for the entire uh, village in Puerto Rico as a result of wow. helping his sister um, so he uh, is now looked at as a hero of course in Puerto Rico um, and uh, what really typically you know in the US has cost around 
you know, plus or minus $20,000 to put a solar system on a house. Um, he came up with a way to do it for about $2,800. So it's incredible. Yeah. Incredible. It's, and it's just, it's about people doing good for other people and, um, and not, you know, craving to make a buck and solar energy, I think is just this, wonderful, wonderful technology um, that we we really get to scratch the surface on. So it's so cool to see you guys doing something like this in the portable electricity space um, that has so many different use cases. Yeah, real quickly, very funny, must be, uh, must be something about the island, but we worked with a 14-year-old, Salvador Gomez Colon in Puerto Rico, who a 14-year-old told us he turned his, his fear into action and disseminated you know, deployed thousands of our lights right. to people that need them. So it it's is incredible. It is. And stories. it's turning that fear into, I can do something about this. Um, which I know for me was, I wouldn't say wasn't necessarily something that got me into solar energy, but I will say that um, when you're deciding between uh, job offers working for, you know, a dot-com company or a, you know, uh, capitalistic uh, company versus a company that's focused on doing something good. It makes it quite easy, um, especially when you're doing something that affects so many different people uh, all over the world um, and is universally available. So I loved working in solar. I'm so glad that you guys are doing what you're doing. What, what do you want to, um, what do you want to tell the listeners um, about you guys and where can we find out more information? And then I have a, a contest that we'll plug here at the end of the show. Cool. I'll just speak a little bit about the company and our model. Um, so we're, our idea is to really build community and participation. Um, really, it's a very simple model. Consumers, anyone, yourself, go on our website, buy our light, go to retailers. We're in thousands of retailers. You buy a light, and then Empowered develops healthy margins based on that scale. And then Empowered is able to reduce our prices to those in emergency aid situations, response, development situations, those who didn't have access that we do. And so actually by exercising your consumer choice, you affect change. And that's our model, it's very simple. And I'm sure Sangha can speak to sort of how to get involved and where to buy. And so during the course of this podcast, we've talked about the main product that we offer, which is Lucy, our line of inflatable solar lights. But we are very focused on uh, showcasing the fact that solar is something that is now so affordable, so accessible that it is extremely portable. So we've created other innovative products that have launched recently, such as our solar string lights, which give you complete freedom to you know, create um, a well-lit space wherever you may be. If you have a, a camper, an RV, you know, whether you just have a small rooftop balcony or you want to take this uh, solar string light with you camping. Um, we also have the world's first connected portable lights. And then, as John mentioned earlier, uh, we are rolling out into even more technologies featuring solar um, as a focus area at um, solar incorporated into more traditional products. So you can find any of our products on our website, empowered.com, that's M-P-O-W-E-R-D, or at any of our retailers. So we sell not only in traditional outdoor retailers, such as REI, but we also sell at retailers like Bloomingdale's and Nordstrom. We're going to be their feature product in their April Earth Day shop. 
Uh, we're also at Best Buy as a consumer electronics product. So again, as John mentioned, we're in thousands of retailers. We sell in over 90 different countries. And we're so lucky to have over 450 NGO partners who also help us distribute to those in emerging markets. Incredible. That's awesome. And just to remind everybody, the website is um, empowered.com. That's M-P-O-W-E-R-D.com. And um, as a special thank you for listening to the episode today, we are going to be giving away one of the Empowered Lights to one of our lucky winners. So Sunga, I'd like for you to pick a number between 1 and 49. Excellent. 10. Number 10. Okay, great. So number 10, you're the lucky winner. We'll contact you right after the show. And we appreciate everybody for listening today. Again, it's been my pleasure to have John and Sunga on the line today from Empowered. This has been another episode of Share, Inspire, Repeat. And you can find out more details about our guests, their company, and my show by visiting our website, which is www.shareinspirerepeat.com. My name's AJ Mises, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Share, Inspire, Repeat with AJ Mises. Interested in sharing a story or being a guest on the show? Visit shareinspirerepeat.com to introduce yourself or to submit a story. You can also check out more details from this episode by visiting shareinspirerepeat.com. Thanks for listening to Share, Inspire, Repeat with AJ Mises. Interested in sharing a story or being a guest on the show? Visit shareinspirerepeat.com to introduce yourself or to submit a story. You can also check out more details from this episode by visiting shareinspirerepeat.com.